You're listening to the newest member of the 210 Podcast Network, the It's a Guy Thing Podcast. Join Mike, Rick, and Mario as we discuss the things we love in life, the things we hate, and all the stuff in between. Welcome to It's a Guy Thing Podcast. Let's get it on. First off, uh, my name is Mario Zamron. I am the podcaster for 210 Local Media Podcast, and we are a part of that network. And uh, <clears throat> I am your first host, our next host going to the left of me. The left of him is Wayne, when with him as always, Garth. Party on, Wayne. And party, party on, on Garth. Garth. <laughs> I'm Michael. And to his left, I'm Rick. I'm from Texas. <laughs> I think we're pretty much all from Texas. Luckily, we're all in the same room. So we'll start off kind of the way I start off the 210 podcast. Uh, and I'll ask, going to my right this time, Rick, <clears throat> who are you and what do you do? My name is Rick. I'm from Texas. And I'm from San Antonio. <clears throat> I'm a uh, unemployed writer. You you are employed, but not as a writer. Yeah, but I like talking about my job. It's top <laughs> secret. So that'll never be a topic we discuss? Not today. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Maybe next time. So at 12.01 <laughs> tomorrow yes, morning. We'll exactly. <coughs> is that my bio? Is that my intro? Well, is that all you want to be your bio or intro? Do you want to? For now. I want my nonsense to do my talking. Okay. Go ahead. So, Mike, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Michael. And I am a hobbyist musician and a professional basketball player, although I don't get paid. But I play at a professional <laughs> level at rec centers. At rec centers? Rec centers. Rec centers. Recreation centers. So this is all in my head. This is all happening in my head. So wherever there's kids, you play basketball? No, they're in way too good of a shape for me. If wherever there's 50-year-old people that... Are in knee braces and crutches. I play. You pray on the dying. Is there any other way to ambulance chase? Oh. <laughs> okay. And uh, of course, like I said before, my name is Mario Zamron. Uh, aside from podcasting, I work for a credit union and uh, would love to have podcasting be the only <clears throat> thing I do. And I'm trying to get more and more involved in the local media scene, uh, music, entertainment, film. And so on and so forth. So, Rick, what are three of your favorite things? We'll start with that. <clears throat> we'll start um, on the positive note. Three of my favorite things, um, as cheesy as it sounds, um, movies, music, and life. The third one's not real. <laughs> Definitely movies have to be at the top of my list. Uh I like to write movies and watch movies and make fun of movies and watch them with my friends and talk about them with my friends. Uh, but no, really. Uh, movies is definitely my passion. Um, on a smaller scale, music. I love listening to music. I dabble in it from time to time. And uh, I'm a general appreciator of it. Um, those are the two biggest things I can think of without being sentimental. Do you want to be sentimental on the third thing? No. <clears throat> So then on the third thing. <laughs> what? There was no I said, third thing. I said, I was, what are your three favorite things? I just letting it hang. I love my girlfriend. That's number three. Oh, that's sentimental. Yeah. 
<clears throat> That's sentimental, right? You think she'll listen to the podcast? Probably not. But Carolyn, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> it might be better if she doesn't listen to the podcast. All right. That's my three things. I don't know. Maybe. Mike? Um, <clears throat> favorite things. Such a such an arbitrary thing to come up with. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm not going to give you a hard time. I'm totally joking. Um, absolutely music number 1. As a hobbyist musician who likes to have fun in the in the garage, that's easily the the thing I enjoy the most. Uh, film would be second easily if I had to put these and they're not in an order, just it's the next thing. It's the yeah. second thing I can think of. And then um for me, it's it's uh, basketball. That's another thing that's just a, a passion of mine: playing, watching, coaching, analyzing. Just you know, in the world of sport, for me, that's you know, that's the thing that fires me up. Spurs basketball. You know, this is a heavy time of year for me. I tell people openly for the first time ever after us losing in the finals last summer, um, I came home and canceled cable, <laughs> literally for about six months because. You talk about sentimentality. It was a straight emotional decision. It was so heartbreaking. It was about the equivalent feeling of having your first girlfriend break up with you. It was so just devastating. And anybody else that's a Spurs fan that's at that level completely understands that feeling. And I think, honestly, that's what sport is supposed to be. It's supposed to get you that way. So um, I could talk about any of those things all day infinitely. Cool. Does anybody want to ask me mine so I don't? For myself, Mario, Mario, what are your what favorite, are your favorite things? things? That kind of reminded me of uh, Saturday Night Live. Was it uh, Good Times? Good Times, Sweaty Balls. The no, nobody. We're here on NPR, and we'd like to discuss with you a few of Mario's favorite topics. But what first, we're going to play topics? a little piece what here from like Johann Sebastian Bach. This is Concerto Number no. Six, unnamed. He wrote it when he was just a fetus. Okay. I think that's a good enough intro. Um, my three favorite things are definitely music, movies. Although I don't have nearly the memory for for script that you guys do, and uh, I'll get a little sentimental and say my family, my wife and son. Wonderful. Sounds good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mike, what are your three least favorite things or three things that really piss you off. And I don't know if, if now's the time to mention Red Hot Chili Peppers No, or not. That, that's fine. Um, I mean, Red Hot Chili like Peppers, specifically your favorite album, is what I hate the most. So Mother's Milk has to be, you know, how can you name an album Mother's Milk? I mean, what are you thinking? No, seriously. We're probably all high. I don't... And usually that's supposed to breed creativity, and it just got worse, so, you know, stay off the drugs. Well, for, first of all, let me just set the people's mind at ease that know my musical taste, that, yes, I do enjoy older Chili Peppers. It's too late. You, <laughs> Mother's just, Milk you is cannot, not my favorite You cannot defend album. Mother's Milk or No, 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 I don't, I don't plan Red on defending Hot. Mother's Milk. I'd have to say my favorite is what I think you just want to say Mother's Milk on the air. I think it's what it is. Mother's Milk. Yeah. You like saying that. You just want to imagine the cover of them suckling her breasts. The Time Magazine article. nobody's doing that. Aren't they, though? No, no. I thought it was cool to be a 10-year-old and breastfeed now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought on the cover they were, like, suckling her. No, they were just standing on her arms, I think. I'm going to look it up. Go for it. Keep talking. Keep talking. I think there's a rose covering one of her. I don't know. I don't remember. You'll look it up. My least favorite things, in all honesty, would have to be uh, stupidity. Okay, that's good. Unnecessary violence and and wars. 
and I know it sounds ridiculous, but really those are the things that for some reason seem to bring out the worst in people is it's not enough that those things are happening. Then people talk about them and have to fight about those things instead of <laughs> things <laughs> getting better. Positive, yeah. Right. So Let's find a, a resolution. There's, there's, rather than... Right. So there's no shortage of stupidity in general. And I think that one leads to the other two things. So yeah. it's just a ridiculous spiral that has festered. It probably causes 90% of our problems. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Rick? Three things I hate? Yes. Or that really piss you off? Oh. Um, <clears throat> I won't say hate because I can't think of anything. There's things that I hate, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Things that piss me off. Um, slow internet connections. Um, bills. <laughs> and... When you go through the drive-thru late at night and you order fajitas and they tell you they're out of fajitas and you have to order <laughs> something else. Yeah. That's the easy stuff. Yeah, that's the easy <laughs> stuff. I'm going completely off the top of my head. Yeah, Not and that's fine. Hands. It doesn't need to be your permanent three. I mean, that we'll talk about things that are pissing us off on a weekly basis moving forward anyway as well. But uh, I would have to say my three things that really piss me off, stupid people, I agree with Mike, Um and not ignorant people. I, I think there's a separation between ignorance and just plain stupidity. If you're if you're unaware, then that's not necessarily your fault. But if you're aware and you're just being stupid, then yeah, like shit you, didn't, on you. you didn't know that the imperial symbol looked like what it looked like on my coffee mug. <laughs> that's you, just ignorance. you know why I'm gonna I'm gonna in his defense, he was confused because the imperial symbol he thought was the red hot chili pepper symbol. <laughs> And he thought, why would Mike have a red hot chili pepper? Okay, mug? okay. As far as that's true, uh, but isn't there another imperial sim- like symbol that's used in the in the films? No, there's, no. you're thinking there's the rebel symbol, which is like that imperial. bird thing, right? It's like the little yeah. Okay, right. sweet. that's the rebel sim- the alliance symbol, and then there's the imperial symbol. <clears throat> it's only two EC that I know. See, and the only one I ever paid attention to is the rebel one. I don't. I, I couldn't even tell you what scenes that symbol was in for the for the imperial one. It's on the helmets. Those guys have it on their helmets. The guys that go. When, oh, okay. when Porkins dies, it's very <laughs> Porkins. I'm glad you mentioned Porkins. He's Pork- like my favorite character. Porkins is, dies an honorable death, man. Ah, <laughs> he tells everyone to stay on target, and then he bites. Stay on it. target. Stay on target. Poor Porkins. <laughs> Uh, so aside from stupid people, uh, I would have to say <clears throat> stupid people in cars oh, no. really piss me off. <clears throat> Traffic. And, oh, and uh, incompetent people. Because not only do are they incompetent, but they, and, and this can be seen in a business sense, they promote other people that are incompetent because they're incompetent to the point where they can't recognize incompetence in others. So you hate people. Sure, we'll we'll say that. I, okay. I I feel okay saying generally speaking, I am not <clears throat> I am not a huge fan of most people. Wow, that's that's pretty heavy. <clears throat> so I appreciate your candor, but by that oh, yeah, logic, most people, if this was a microcosm of the world, most people would be at least one of us <laughs> that he can't stand. I, I would not say a whole third of. If there was a fourth person, that's I may not people. like them. That's not even the majority. But right? you can't you can't judge it on a microcosm. So which one of us is most likely to <clears throat> piss him off? Me. Yeah me well i think you were, so you were late for one i was late for one that has already got you two <laughs> I'm in the bad that's a, that's already earned you two different kings of your car <laughs> <laughs> that's a topic we can probably definitely yeah. dive into later <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mario and rick's car the key master <laughs> 
Okay, How so dare you? A, little, a little backstory on that. Uh, <laughs> All right, my, jumping in. Well, let's, episode, let's just right, dive in. in. Let's, let's just, just take care of this card scheme issue right now. now. Let's knock it out, because this was one I, of the things... I, I very thoughtfully left it off my list of things <laughs> I hate, but... Well, we're going off the top of our head, and that's the thing. <laughs> he can't stop thinking about it being late. I can't stop thinking about cards being cheap <laughs> by our gracious host. Well, actually, we're in, your, we're in your home, so you are our gracious host. We are hosting the show. For this first episode, yes. Yes. But moving forward, I think we should each rotate hosting duties. Um, that's I'm, and that's. Up I'm to you happy guys. in the background <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm happy making snide comments while you guys are talking. So as far as the king, um, we'll just go back into it. Just hit it and knock it out. As far as king, yes, I have key cars. I don't just randomly key cars, but if you park so close to me that I have to get in through my passenger side to get into my vehicle, you are going to get a key. <laughs> let, let me ask and, you this, and this was wait, Hold on. This is the way it was before it's I got married. Passionate. I am going to get passionate about this. This is how it was before I got married. Now that I'm married and my wife was a witness to me <clears throat> being a car, that pretty much ended that behavior like pretty quick. The thought has crossed my mind before since then, but uh, never have I acted upon it since then. The ACPD will not be looking into you every time somebody reports their car being keyed. Serial keyer. <clears throat> hey, like I said, if you so, but th- that that was my question, and that's and that's it the whole thing about stupid people. My my question was that though is like at so, at one point in your life you were a key, car keyer. Yes. Now you're not because no, I'm in recovery. You've, you've turned over the new leaf. Yes. But it sounds like but, you only yeah. stop because your wife got upset at you, not because you fundamentally believe cars exactly. should not be keyed. What, what if that's she correct. Encouraged it. What if she been like, yeah, get him. Fuck him. Yeah, Fuck I would have kept problem. going. I would, yeah. So, wow, so, so your problem. Unrepentant. So, yeah, so, so, I, deep, I am unrepentant. so deep inside. I'm recovering, but you're I am deep, Yeah, deep, <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep inside, you have this this bloodlust for car keying every time somebody parks improperly. <laughs> and, and here's where, what I'll say it probably. Get, like, get him a key. Like a key chicken. Oh, is that the key to someone's heart? No, it's the key for your car. Don't ever mess with The keys to the city. We'll call it just justice. Oh, it has taken, taken the form of King Akar because so, Mister Wayne, you feel it's your responsibility <laughs> to exact justice on the world, do you? Not on the world, only on jackasses who park right up on top of my. That's most everybody. <laughs> but but since we're on this topic, briefly, um, you also said that you keyed their car, but then you left before they did. Is that correct? Yeah. So when they came back, because I would only key when leaving, I wouldn't key when I but arrived. That's what, that, that's what we've discussed in the past. That like they don't, they don't learn the lesson because they don't know why they got keyed. Then that's... They, from their perspective, they parked. No one was parked next to them to begin with because when they came and when they left, there was no car. No, no. That's the thing. Is that did you leave them a note? How would how would they arrive? Did you key with, a note into their door? How would let's talk about your your science here. Let's talk about your your time and space continuum okay. here. If they arrived and there was no car, and then I get there, then I'm the jackass, not them. That's what I'm saying is that if I'm parked, and then somebody comes next to me that wasn't previously there, and they're on top of my car, yes, I will key it, and then I will leave. What if it was a single mom with a baby that was crying completely, <laughs> going crazy, and she Justice had to get blind, to... Sir. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so no, we want to go there. We could get nasty, but we don't go there. It's just, I just, we just don't agree with you. 
and that and that's cool. You know? I'm I'm glad because that kind of also <laughs> helps me stay on the straight and narrow. Is there some guy looking for you right now? Okay, so <laughs> well, there's definitely a. He probably got the forensics team. They're like, well, it's this kind of car key. It goes, definitely goes to a Toyota Camry. For, <laughs> Except <laughs> I haven't keyed cars since late. I've been in my gold and silver Toyota Camry. For future <laughs> reference, you can do a lot more damage to someone's car with baloney than any key ever could. Really? You really? grab a piece of deli baloney and just slap it right on. Does it have let to be it, like let a bake in the sun? Well, it could be. What does but it do? It just, whatever it does, it completely leaves a perfect hole oh. and takes the paint right off. Wow. Baloney is Antifreeze that. Antifreeze does that as well. Bologna is that bad. Oh, you know what you can do? You can wow. stick a banana in their tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> was that like in a 1980s film or something? Axel Foley, dude. That oh, was yeah. Was you could also Thank blow you, their yes. car up and just teach them a real lesson. <laughs> or you can just set them, wait till they come out and set them on fire, but, dude. I'd figure a daisy cutter right by their you front door. You can follow them home and chainsaw but, them. But all kidding aside, why not like leave them? <laughs> oh, why not leave them? <laughs> Why not leave them a note and explain the situation? That's a really polite note. Like, like you should make me. business cards that are already pre-printed oh, and just be like, boom, you've been Zamoroned. And just be like, This you could know. have been a keen. Well, this was a keen because it's Mario. <laughs> but this is why you were keen. No, and here's a little... Like, like, now like, the reformed like, not even keen and just make <clears> as a, a warning. sticky business, or a business card in the shape of a key. Well now, <laughs> well, now you could. Now you could do that. Now I could do that. Yeah. As a reformed here, I could. I could. But you're a not warning. reformed. You're in. You're in. You're like in hibernation. Well, you, to be you, you, your heart. Beast. Your heart is not contrite. Yeah. You don't really mean it. You're just not. You're trying not to get in trouble get with caught. your wife because yeah. no, I've, I've she has my, a, a deep passion token. for this. I've got my ten-year token. I'm not going back on this. Is it sharp? The token. <laughs> it it can take off paint. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right no. so one of the other things that came up when we were kind of discussing the the podcast in the beginning was how we are or are not like every other guy who wants to start off with with that part because i think rick you you might have been the one that mentioned that well, we're not necessarily the every guy right yeah um, what do you I, what do you see in that um because i mean like with the name we're talking about it's a guy thing and whether or not that was a literal thing or not and and Usually when people say it's a guy thing, like you're kind of precluding other people or uh, kind of speaking to stereotypes sometimes. And obviously that, that's that's kind of the, the irony of the, of, the, of the name because it's not about that. It's like the things that well, – um, The Nerdist was already taken. Well, I don't know what that is. I'm just kidding. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I don't like that guy. I'm like, dude, you're the guy that told me about these podcasts. Um, no, no. Just uh, – what was the – <laughs> how are we similar to or different from the regular guy or the every man um i don't know because well i say that i say that in all seriousness because honestly i'm lucky enough that most of the guys that i know are different than the stereotype of guys that we okay. think of i mean I, I guess the stereotype when i think of like guys like it's a guy thing bro i think of like 80s guy i think of billy zapka and like james spader in the 80s you know guys that <laughs> I don't know that I'll never know. Like guys yeah. that drive nice cars and have nice houses and like borrow their parents' boats, and that's kind of yeah. a stereotype. But in some levels, like there is that. There but is that guy. It's that guy that's that's just different. And you know, uh, I think the people we know, you know, are lucky enough that our circle of people, the kind of guys we are, are people that are a little bit more thoughtful and intelligent, hopefully, and yeah. creative people. I think that that's. It's interesting because, you know, a lot of times you'll see like in movies or whatever, I'll use movies as an example, is you always have like the guy that's like the star or the main character, the lead or whatever, and he's 
the only one that's usually rounded out, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one that's like sensitive, but he he's also tough, and he has to be all these things because he has to go through those changes yeah. throughout the story. But the other characters, the supporting characters, Ecstatic. are usually more one dimensional because they're just there to support him. They're there to basically be reflections of different aspects of his personality. Yeah, and. So sometimes I think that's the thing when we think about guys. We think about people that are those, like, my friend's a jock. He's a guy. He's the jock. And this guy's the nerd. And this mm-hmm. guy's the whatever. And I, I think that in a way, you know, I mean, I think in general life's like that. But specifically the people we know, the people that we we choose to surround ourselves with are people that are more well-rounded than that. We're all leading I mean, men. Mike, Mike the a perfect example. Mike's, you know, mm-hmm. really, really avid basketball player he's a great basketball player he knows a lot about sports but at the same time he's a tech guy he knows a lot about tech and all kinds of stuff and then he mm-hmm. knows about movies and music you know what i mean and, yeah and we all have different degrees like you know of a pie chart of those interests like i like you know movies and sports and love this this and that but it's to different degrees than you may like them or he may like them right but the fact that we all share most of that pie. most of those pie yeah those pie pieces <clears throat> which is why we all get along. And I think that's why we're kind of different where we have uh, things that we can relate to each other about, you know, like yeah. me and Mike, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, sports with each other than you or him can, but you guys may be able to talk about music more than you can with me or whatever. So that, that's the thing that's, I think really interesting about what we consider guys, the every guy or yeah. the, the not every guy. So, yeah. so we're all our own male leads in our own films. Exactly. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. My thoughts, Mike? I I mean, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I think um, when we talk about just guys, men in general, you know, there's the, the kind of people I think that also might listen to something like this <clears throat> are people that I think are going to fall in similar line of thinking with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the movies have really helped shape the general stereotype of the or even just a TV show like Say by the Bell, you know, it's like you've got AC yeah. Slater's just the jock and Screech is the nerd and Zach's the cool guy, you know, and everybody's like, who would you rather be the most? Like everyone always wants to be Zach the most because yeah. he's just the cool guy. Nobody ever volunteers to be Screech because no matter how smart he is, you know, he has this whole other side of his personality. And so I think when we talk about stereotypical guys, I think the the negative side of that, the negative connotation is those kind of guys that we encounter that kind of go back to the whole thing about things we dislike which is you know the ones that like rick said have just the they appear or they perpetuate the one-dimensional personality you know it's like you know being a really aggressive personality or being insensitive to whatever the thing is and so um maybe just you know think a little harder use a little intelligence ask questions instead of being a know-it-all and i think um you know, and it's just one of those things, like, I, I have a, a gym membership, and I don't go nearly enough to justify what I pay in it. Um, whether I paid $10 or, or way more than that, I certainly don't justify it. But when I go, some way, somehow, I always see the same people, always. And it blows my mind how some of these people are there. And a couple of times, some of them will see me, and they kind of talk to me, and they're kind of nice guys about it. But 
I'll ask them, you know, like, you know, wow, how, how often do you come here? Like, I'm here every day, man. This is every day. You got to want it. That's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about right yeah. there. And he'd be like, how are you doing, man? How are your goals doing? You know, I mean, there's a really great personal fit, fitness trainer here. You want to talk to him? I can give you his stuff, man. He's got good rates. You know, The guy's I mean? like veins are coming out of his right. neck while he's talking to exactly, you. Exactly. Right? You know, his and muscles it's like, he's got a torn <clears throat> because Because on. apparently that's what it's all about. You're not just, it's not good enough to be active not good enough to just get off the couch and have fun doing stuff you got to be ripped you got to be shredded yeah. you got to be a p90xer you know yeah. and like I, I don't go to the gym at all so my only not like, that there's anything wrong with that yeah, but i'm but just saying that my, that's... my only my only like kind of uh experience with that is just like <clears throat> skimming through instagram and you kind of like skim through like the the random pictures and you know whatever's popular and there's a ton of that right and yeah. it's men and women i mean right. that's what's that's what's it's not like picking on one group it's like men and women do it. it's like sure. there's those girls that have those pictures and they're like these fit women or whatever that means right and it's not like they're just not like oh she looks like you know she doesn't have a giant camel toe or like you know big flappy like mushy butt right it, it's <laughs> like she's got muscles on muscles and there's like yeah. no like veins coming out and it's like and the guys are the same way and yeah. you look at and you'll like click on their pictures and it's like and that's what they talk about you say like all these losers in the gym that like aren't dedicated or this and that and it's exactly what you're talking about and that's exactly why i don't ever go to gyms yeah. other than being lazy is that the times i have i walk in there and i'm like how do you get from point a which is me until like point b which is that person not that i want to be that person right but it's like what's the middle ground because you you're like on the treadmill and i'm like huffing and puffing and i look next to me and there's this like 60 year old lady who's like chilling you know doing her thing and she's just staying she's trying to stay alive right yeah right. And there's that and then there's that guy who looks like he's always been fit yeah and maybe it's not true maybe he came in and he looked like me but it's like i can't see that middle ground so it's like sometimes it's hard to even imagine being there and, it, and it's intimidating point. yeah and, and again like you said not because i'm just mad cause some guys in better shape than me is that usually those type of people throw off that aura of like what are you doing here you yeah. know like when yeah. you're trying to like you know read the directions on the side of like the weight machine and you're trying to figure it out and not feel like an idiot and, and i think that's the thing know? i think about the most that goes in the back of my head is that in all honesty like would those people, if they stopped going for a year, would they become 40, 50 pounds overweight, which is mm. probably about where I'm at? And would they have that, or would they probably be active in other ways if the gyms didn't exist? And should the gyms really be populated with the guys you see from Dodgeball at, you know, Vince Vaughn's gym? Those are the, that's the every man, the every woman, you know, that's, yeah. you know, the, the people that aren't shredded, you know, the people that, you know, all go to work every day and think the same things we do. Because I've always said, I've always made this joke where it's like, well, you know, I need to get in shape so that I can get in shape yeah. because, you know, like Rick will invite me to go play the Irish football stuff. And I'm like, but it looks hardcore. And so I feel like I'm not ready yet. I need to like get in shape for three months before I can go out there and run for that. Or if we're going to yeah. go play like football, even just once, I I'm like, the well, same thing at a stairwell. Right. <laughs> so, so that, you know, the, the, the fitness craze, which is wonderful. I think, you know, with our country being the way it is with people all around the world it's wonderful to you know it's just it's funny how the diversity gets lost and we have a lot of people that i think have that maybe it's a, a mixture of addictive personality and also a little bit of that obsessiveness where you just there isn't enough room to get a lot of things done so you find one thing and get really really good at it so in a lot of ways i envy those people because i have my hands in so many interests that i don't get anything done yeah whereas oh, at least whereas at least they set one goal and the goal is i'm going to be in the best shape of my life and 
they accomplish it. So in a lot of ways, I definitely don't fit in that category, but I'm envious of it in a yeah. but, but in you, a positive did, way. You, you, I mean, I do. I'm, I don't want to <clears throat> generalize your answers, but like, do you ever get the feeling though when you see some of those people? Because we have to like differentiate. Like, there's people that like like our friend Jeff who like is in shape. Jeff's not like a ripped guy, but he's in right. shape. He yeah. runs right. like marathons and shit, right? Right. And that's a different type of thing. Like my mom trains for like five Ks to stay healthy because she's like 60 years old. You know right. what I mean? And there's not, not, we're not talking about that type of person who's like, I'm staying fit. I'm staying healthy. I'm trying to like watch myself, you know, mm-hmm. is it, there's those people that throw off that different vibe, but like you said, they're, they're doing it for a different reason, reason. you know? And yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know. It's like, uh, I guess it's like anything else. It's like when you imagine when you go play, pick up basketball, it's like you play and you're, you're good and you, appreciate playing against people that are talented but at the same time if some nba guy walks out and starts dunking on your head it takes some of the fun out of it of course you know what i mean and and that's the kind of vibe i get from Mm -hmm. sometimes those kind of characters when you see them and you're like because you're like what like you said what is the goal like well you walk up to the machine and you have to change it from three thousand pounds to 50 (laughs) but that's what i'm saying like and then as soon as you walk away someone's like I'm i'm not completely knocking it because you know i get like you said, being devoted to something or and, and being a positive thing, you know, right? And that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. But definitely. I guess it's just hard for me because I don't have that type of personality. It's hard for me to 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 identify with that because when I see like, okay, like I love The Rock. The Rock's a great actor, in my opinion. He's gonna <laughs> win an Oscar someday. Put that on tape. Uh, but no and, and you see his Instagram, and it's <clears throat> one. It's usually him working out. Mm-hmm. Looking like a monster. Do you follow him on Instagram? No, I don't. You but should. I have seen pictures. But, but most of his pictures are him working out like a monster. But they're usually like even that with pictures with him at the gym. And he might be in the gym in a different country or here or whatever. And it's like there'll be these kids that are there. Mm. Like teenagers. Yeah. And they might be just regular kids or you know kids that are have uh, underprivileged, you know, underprivileged or... or kids that have special needs. And they're there and they're working out and they're trying to build self-esteem or they're trying to get healthy. you know. And he's yeah. there and you see him. You know, and I'm assuming that's his real persona. I'm right. giving the benefit of the right. doubt. Supportive. And he's supportive. He's like, look at this. He's like, this guy is strong. This guy's, you know, strong in a different way. Right. You know? And for him still, his body is his livelihood. Mm-hmm. The guy is like, you know, he's an act, he's an action movie yeah. star. So it it's it behooves him to look that way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas guy at the gym who's falling out of his cl- I mean tearing out of his clothes like I'm like I always wonder I'm like unless you're like one of these guys that pulls tractor trailers you know like and is trying to <laughs> like, get like a, like a metrics like sponsorship like what, is, what yeah. I want to ask him like what do you do with your muscles I guess that's the that's the question I'm right. like yeah. taking a long way around I'm like what do you do with those muscles and it's like it's like you know, it, it's easy to Why say like oh he's got a small dick like it's easy to say that and like make fun of that yeah. but I'm like what is it what is it about you that like you know do you think it's like an obsession like a compulsion like it might be and, 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 something you know, maybe and, missing or... and i think mike touched on that and maybe that's what it is and i'm okay with that because it's like maybe if that guy wasn't you know doing his 20th set of like 150 pounds maybe he would be like do on his 20th set of like freaking like oreos <laughs> yeah. you know and he'd be 400 pounds and like hooked up to a machine so that's if that's the case fine yeah i support you my friend or he might be you know, doing the same thing except with drugs or with beating his wife or something. You right. know, just so, something filling that need. At least it's something constructive. Yeah. And maybe that's the prick in me, but I'm sometimes I think like, no, that's not <laughs> yeah. the case. Because because yeah. I don't know if you ever seen like sometimes you see those guys and you think like, oh, this guy was probably a 
great athlete. He's, I bet you if you took him out on your basketball team, he'd be amazing or have him play football. Or, and you see some of these people like that, and they're zero coordination. Yeah. These guys are the worst athletes in the world. Because they can't bend because their muscles are well, so I big. I mean, just because they're not – I mean, like – They're like, all muscle and no – You know, I don't know if you ever watched, like, no he's go. bounding down, but, like, there's, like, a Kenny Powers joke where he's, like, you know, exercising isn't a sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes I think it's, like – People – That's maybe a dick, but people that think that I'm exercising, so I'm an athlete. Yeah, right. and that's not the same, right? I mean, yeah. you're an athlete. Yeah, like, getting, it's not the same thing. Yeah, getting getting in shape is a professional sport now. You know, <laughs> being able to be shredded. And I think a lot of that stuff also ties into, um, you know, the the Instagram thing and the Facebook thing. You know, whatever other social media is where, you know, the word selfie got added to the dictionary yeah. last oh. year, and we've seen more people take pictures of themselves, us included. I've taking shots, you know, with my camera phone pointed at I me. Mean, every time I do it, for whatever reason, if it's silly or if I'm actually doing it, I somewhere in the back of my head feel ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But I also am aware of it, and I realize there's a whole other percentage of the population that that is their way of fulfilling that that intrinsic narcissism that I think we need. I think oh, going yeah. to the gym in an obsessive way to show off, not to accomplish any real other goal besides the goal itself, working out to serve itself – I think, you know, there's just this unmet need of people to just be about themselves, be yeah. about me. In a lot of ways, sometimes, you know, whether it's male or female, you know, just taking that stuff to that extreme. Like, I mean, and some of the more brilliant video games or movies will touch on the, the cultural things going on. And like the most recent Grand Theft Auto V, um, there's this girl that's there just always working out and you run into her <laughs> randomly and she's just always hardcore working out. Have to go, you have to race? Yes, you have to race her. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah. she's always working out. Like they put that stereotype in there on purpose because there's that person, guy or girl, it could have been either one, yeah. is just hardcore about this working out stuff. But it applies to so many things and I think maybe that's the whole thing about talking about you know guys or girls and typical whatever mm-hmm. and stereotypical things is that there's still no shortage of those one-dimensional people even if the yeah. hardcore workout person likes to go to movies too and they like music as well and stuff like that um that ends up being the thing that they always use to define them mm-hmm, and yeah. that's kind of like their that'll be the first thing you'll see on their bio you know it's like hardcore and again <laughs> this is the this is the probably the most innocent hardcore. thing to this is the most innocent <laughs> thing to to pick on because of all things you you probably should uh, applaud uh, well yeah this is the one thing that you know if anyone's going to have any kind of compulsion being in healthy shape is probably <laughs> the best yeah, thing I mean, it's like it's like you know, it's like it's anti-bullying the, it's the, now yeah. because yeah. because you know we're at a time when not that it ever was but it's very politically incorrect to bully people that are you know uh whatever whatever people are that get yeah. bullied when you're a kid you know scrawny kids or kids that are special or kids are this or whatever it is and we know that let's not pretend that wasn't true that there was a time when those are the people that got made fun of right right, right. and now you can't do that because if you're that guy now if, if the three of us were at a you know a restaurant or a bar somewhere and somebody with a disability came in and one of us made fun of them we would go oh you're a prick yeah we wouldn't go oh yeah and then and, you know like openly mock this person and make them feel horrible about themselves that that's gone like if there was ever a time when that was socially acceptable it's definitely gone now yeah so it's like we're kind of going the other way like let's make fun of people that there's nothing wrong with you know it's like let's make them feel like shit for being like caring about their body and their life you know like but but on the same token there's a reason why there's mirrors in gyms 
Right. And it's yeah. not to check your form, right? right. They'll say, oh, so checking my form, bro. Right. Like, no, because when you, and you'll do it, right? It's kind of, you feel voyeuristic, you're in a gym, and you watch somebody watch themselves, and you're like, yeah. you're like licking your lips. Like, you're enjoying yourself. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, so. And I guess, I guess at the end of the day, the question is, are there far worse things our society could be? completely into and again that's really more of a opinion subjective <laughs> but i also think sometimes there's merit to it i think sometimes we don't have to be so diplomatic and we can be like that's a little too much because that <laughs> ends up correlating more often than not to the personality as well right. that ends up correlating to when you bump into them at the club at accidentally and you hit them and they're like where are you going man watch your fucking step yeah you know, because they, like, you know and, and that's the only Sometimes, again, we're, you know, generalizing. we're generalizing people, yeah. but you think, is that the only function of that form, right. right? Which is like, this is what it's for. So that when someone bumps into me, I have this armor around me, right? Right. Or if I'm at the, at, if I'm at the concert and we know that guy, the guy who puts his hands on the rails and gets his girlfriend between him and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking move. And if you touch me, I'm going to get mad. And that whole right. thing is like. And we even talk about that. Who are the guys that get in the mosh pits? Exactly. It's always the ripped guys. guys. It's not some scrawny little 20-pound kid. It's like the skinny girl who shouldn't be there. Right. Right? (laughs) And I say that because they get stepped on. They have to get carried out. Uh You know, all that bit. Mm -hmm. And that's real. And the meatheads. And, you know, and we even, like, on some tiny level take part in that because we talk about when we were kids and you get in the mosh pit and you're tiny and you get pushed around by these old 40-year-old men that are, like, 300 pounds but now as adults, we, well, we don't get in mosh pits. That's not even cool to do that anymore. But we say, oh, like, there's an upside to being 220 pounds. That people can't push you around when you're standing in front of a crowd anymore. Right. You can stand there, and it's not about being tough guy. It's about going, oh, I literally weigh twice as much as you, and right. you can't move me if you push me. So yeah. there's some empowerment to that. So oh, on yeah, some level, definitely. I think you can kind of relate <laughs> to the <laughs> – so I'm backtracking on everything. I'm backtracking. You're so, right. Let's get shredded. So tomorrow we're going to start our program day one of insanity, all three of us. That's all. That's what this is all about. It's insanity. I'm and, if, and if you'd like to, and if, and if you'd like to, if you'd like to purchase these DVDs from us as well, you can get them at a discount. So we're already monetizing. We're, we're naming the the podcast. It's an app thing. <laughs> we should just buy that right now, just in case, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole other subset of cultural obsessions that we could touch on oh, that, yeah. that I'm hoping we touch fall on into the stereotype of, let's touch of, everything you know yeah, yeah let's touch I, all of our obsessions that's what that's what the, that's what I think the goal should be is touch on everything that either we love or we hate which should cover everything that exists right? well, you mentioned comic books How, you can't mention comic books and guys or girls and not already have it in your head what kind of person you're talking about right. there's a general yeah. stereotype that people will associate with that you know or if they're a video game player or even if, though you know, they're into a certain type of tv show even though i think based on based, or rather rather with that i think contrary to that though even though there's a stereotype for it like you said most of our group is very similar and i'm sure we all either participate in reading comics or graphic novels or own action figures or love star wars or things that would be stereotypical of something but we don't necessarily fit that stereotype Sure. Which I think, yeah. to me, kind of on the contrary of what we were saying earlier, kind of feeds into the, we are kind of the every guy. Because yeah. we do enjoy different pieces of that pie at different levels, and yet we don't really fulfill a stereotype except for this new one that we've created of the every guy. Yeah. Like you were saying, that is the lead in the movie. Yeah. No, no I, I agree with you. I think I think that we're, we're for better or worse, because of 
you know, social media and technology and all of that, um, it's, it's easier to have 20 hobbies now. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you couldn't. When you were a kid, it's like you kind of had to choose your, you know, pick pick your obsessions. It's like there was, when we were kids, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't yeah. whatever. It's like there was, you go to North Star Mall and there's like Heroes and Fantasies mm-hmm. and there's like the, the collectible store where they have like the uh yeah, like you know baseball cards or, or whatever you oh, know yeah. mm-hmm. so that's what i'm saying you had to choose that it's like as a kid you're like mom take me to the comic store or i, I would say mom take me to the baseball card store mm-hmm. and that was really it that or take def- me or take me to sound warehouse well that's how, and, to, and that's how your culture yeah. began as a as a kid because if you went and got a comic at the store that's issue number 13 so i like i gotta get back issues one through 12 and I got to stay all the way through and see the series to the end. Before you know it, you're compelled because most of the storylines are well-written or they will appeal to some audience. Whereas if you go to the, what is it called? The um, Foot Locker. And that's the first thing you do when you get your first set of $120 Nikes as a 10-year-old. Well, now you want the next <laughs> set that comes out. Now you want the yeah. next Air Jordans. And yeah. now that is part of your culture. you know. Or if you go to, like you said, the collectible store, you start collecting that stuff for toy trains. or And all of a sudden... That's your whole world because you only have so much space in your bedroom. You know, yeah. you have a nine by eight bedroom or a ten by ten or two by two if you're lucky. I mean, whatever your bedroom size is, <laughs> there's o- yeah, there's only so much room. I slept under the bed. There's only so yeah. much room for your passions and your love, and there's only so much room on your wall for posters. And mm-hmm. you're gonna put up things that you're proud of, or someone left an impression on you and took you to your first rock concert or your first football game or bought you your first collectible, and that's the thing. Or like you said, a CD. You know, it's like. Yeah. You someone gets you that that first CD of whatever artist it is, and then you're like, well, now I need the other ones, you know. And so, all of a sudden, you know, how many hours are in the day between going to school and trying to make friends and, you know, eating your dinner and watching general TV? I mean, that's kind of how it starts, I think. And then, and I think that's our compulsion, that's our obsession. Rather than being the meatheads, we're the guys that, and I can, I think I can speak for all three of us. We are just collectors of. Yeah. stuff and like thinking ahead of one of the topics I wanted to discuss is action figures earlier I was talking to myself about it I was having an internal internal would it be a dialogue or a monologue internal dialogue right monologue well monologue. it's dialogue if you're answering your own questions I guess then it was an internal dialogue <laughs> uh, I was looking around and I was like why do I own these they don't do anything for me I'm not going to sell them do you answer yourself honestly or do you I do no, you, you say what you want to hear no, Mario, this is a great idea. No, no, I nice eventually got to the point where I was like, I really have no answer. <laughs> I really have no answer for why I'm compelled to put money into this. Yeah. Like, I, so, I just don't, I don't get it. So what, yeah. But so, I have this obsession. I have this collection kind of thing where it's like in my blood where, like Mike said, you know, oh, I have to have this. I have to have all of this. So do you think that's specific to... Again, like you're talking about action figures, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were lived in a city or you were cut off from technology and the only thing you had access to was tools, say like a, a tool shop or a hardware store, do you think because of your personality, you would say, I'm an addicted to tools now. I'm, addicted, I'm, a, I'm like Tim the tool man. I now, would have to I, assume I need a better saw. I need a hard, more hardcore chainsaw. I would have to assume it would. I, I would have to assume that – it's not what I'm collecting that's the obsession. It's the obsession itself. Mm-hmm. It's that personality type, that that driving force that no matter what it is, and and us all being jacks of all trades to a degree, can all each appreciate that, and hopefully a lot of our listeners can too. I think the people that we would maybe appeal to would feel that same way as well, where 
I went through phases. I mean, and I'll be the first one to say I've spent a lot of money doing stupid stuff that I'm probably never going to do again. And a degree, a part of me is like, oh, I'm glad I can say that I did this. However, looking back, it's kind of geeky. So what's the what's the geekiest or flint napping? Oh, what 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 is that? Flint napping is taking. No, don't you? I do know. He knows. He, that, but that was my real response to him saying it. <laughs> so flint napping this is, this for those is, this is who like don't a know. step above keen cars <laughs> in terms of acceptable behavior. Arrow, arrowhead making. <laughs> making arrowheads out of rock or volcanic rock or whatever. Like, and I like, learned how to do it. Like, and and, like Andy Dufresne making a chess board out of soapstone <laughs> in prison? Sure. Okay. <laughs> but I got good at it and like my mom... So arrowhead making. Uh, arrowhead, right. air, arrowhead making. Why is it called flint, flint, flint napping? Why does it have to have a name like that? Well, it's... LARPing. It's, yeah. supposed, it's supposed to be like you get flint rock, which is the best thing to make an arrowhead out of because mm-hmm. it's sharp. It's really right. sharp. It's not like limestone where you can't really break it easily and yeah. it doesn't shard in a particular way. But uh, flint is actually, I think it's like decomposed sea life mm-hmm. that has crystallized. And because of its crystalline structure, you can make an arrowhead out of it and make sharp edges. And it's just easier in the way it breaks. So I missed out on... A really awesome opportunity for Christmas for you. I could have just gotten you a ton of rocks. Not this time when we moved, but there's a previous sign that we rocks I found. I actually had a box of rocks. I remember that. And it was like when I first met you. I was like, went to his house. I'm like, hey, like I just meeting the guy. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, what are you? I'm like, hey, he's giving us a tour of the apartment. He's like, oh, check this out. And he's like, takes me into the patio. I'm like, what's a box of rocks for? And he's like, oh, I make arrowheads with my mom. I'm like, okay. And what did you honestly think of him at that time? I was like, it's a box of rocks. That's honestly like, that was the extent of my judging was like, it's a box of rocks. That's it? Really? (laughs) He was was nice enough at that time. We didn't know each other well enough for him to. So I didn't want to like, I was like, maybe, you know, he's got, he's special. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say how impressed I was with you, but I knew there was an angle. So that, there it is. So fast forward to when we moved from that apartment and the moving guy was like, God, what the fuck you got in here? A box of rocks? And you're like, yes. And I did not tell him honestly that, yes, you are pretty much moving so a couple I, hundred I, pounds okay. of rocks. Again, like you said, there, there's all kinds of things that people can be interested in and you can take interest in, especially, and I'm not, I'm, I'm being serious here, like, especially yeah. if it's something you can share with people. Like, it's something you had done with your mom, right? Right. So that that's cool. I'm not knocking that because it's, I, I get... Anyway, anyway, any way that we can relate or bond to the people about stuff yeah. is a positive thing. As long as it's a positive thing, like not you bonding with your mom about Killing like, selling drugs or being serial killers, <laughs> but you know something positive. We that, love that, It's constructive, you know, at least yeah. on some level. Um, so that that's okay. That's okay. So I I, I'm, I can be okay I'm, I'm with, the, with the with However, the flint napping. But here's the thing, though. Look, me looking back oh. is the same thing as the action figures, where I'm like, I have a bunch of arrow. Like we went on digs. Yeah. And we have collections of arrowheads and different yeah. things that have been dated back to certain times. And right. we're like, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, why do I have this? Yes. How did this happen? See, in the line, see, I'm not going to sell them. I'm not going to find an idiot there, to buy And you're right. Part of it is at some point, and it's usually what you said, occupying space. Once it becomes the point mm-hmm. where you're like, does the actual tangible space that this stuff occupies is the value of that space right. better spent on something else? That's when exactly. you can move on. And, and, right. and, and obsessive or not, like I think that's when everyone gets to that point when you go, okay, I have too many comic books. I need mm-hmm. to have shoes for my job. Time for the comic books to go somewhere. Right. You know, so we're still good with it. We're still good there. 
the the line the line that I'm glad we didn't get to with you is is like to be if you were gonna be like well we made Flint like arrowheads and then we would stash them in like in like in like uh, state parks and then like <laughs> sell them to people <laughs> like sell them on the internet you know like if, if you were gonna do like we profited from them well, in some just to say there way. are some people that I know that do that <laughs> but not only that but there are people that make arrowheads that they honestly say I made this but they'll sell them for like ridiculous but for what money. like I don't for p- other people that collect the same thing but so why? like like basically I like no that's the, that's where I eventually got to is I don't get it anymore and and I guess that that's the kind of thing is. At some point, we start. I think we, us three, are going to have to just go out on a limb and say, these are my convictions, and I think on a merit-based level, some of these things... Because I like to think that we're well... Are, are not not a, not acceptable, but I'm trying to think of the right word, because I'm not a judgmental person at all <laughs> no. when it comes to those kind of things. But it's sort of like like you were just saying, what is the, what is the why? What is the outcome? And I think mm-hmm. maybe if it's just simple as... Having an interest, and it doesn't matter what it is, you know. I mean, there are people that collect bugs, and the yeah. bugs just sit there in the terrariums, and they're just there. Like these are my bugs. I these, this is what they do, and I know everything about the inner working of these bugs, and mm-hmm. I collect slimy worms out of the ground. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But that's the whole point. Is I'm, I think because we have such a general interest level in pop culture, and you know. Maybe that's the question is, you know, is there such a thing as, you know, the the things a generally well-rounded person should be interested mm. in? Is there a definition to what's cool and what's not cool? You know, is because it's easy to say, well, being a violent person is not cool. Being a stupid person is not cool. Being a, you know, over-muscled meathead is not cool. I mean, that's that's pretty obvious. But is it not cool to be a bug collector as a 35-year-old male? Yeah. You know, is it not cool to be a flint napper? Flint napper. <laughs> yes. So, you know? so on the subject of that, I'll, I'll go too. But let me ask you: so, what is your something you collected or something you're obsessed with that, looking back, you're not quite as proud of? Oh, easily, some... easily. Uh, the thing that because it's still here, it's here in the house. It's upstairs in our in our little closet. <laughs> is during the during the Star Wars prequels when those when those came out. Um, you know, my friend Johnny and I, when I think it was not when Phantom Menace and 99 came out, but in 2002, when clones came out, he and I just got obsessed with buying all of the action figures. And I think part of it was sort of a reclamation of youth that mm, we yeah. didn't get to have yeah. all of the original 1977 yeah. box action figures, because as adults, you don't buy the action figures and take them out of the box right. and play with them. No. Keep them you buy them, there. they stay in pristine condition. Now, it wasn't about hardcore, about like keeping the cardboard but literally, Johnny and I would like go to like Toys R Us, and we're in 2002. We were 22 and 23, so we're already out of college. We're a- adults, you know, and so we're lining up at the Toys R Us at you know 30 minutes before it opens up. <laughs> and I still to this day remember, but he and I were both obsessed. Like our collections were getting pretty pretty close to, you know, being not complete, just having all the necessary yeah. figures we wanted. Yeah. But neither one of us had a Yoda. And I very much remember, and it was Johnny who who initiated and started to throw you into the bus, buddy. But like <laughs> the doors opened, they opened the doors, and he literally like ran, just took off, and you know, he, and, and he's such a tall, big guy. It was amazing to watch him move so 
so limberly and I was, he like left me in the dust and like and I, it compelled me to kind of jog to like you start getting that envious jealous yeah. feeling like well I don't want him to find the one and then I don't find one too but he found one and then found another one hiding like behind like 10 random whatever that nobody wants and he's like he got me one too and I just remember like this amazing feeling of satisfaction of like we did it we yeah. accomplished what that we set out to do goal. and this wasn't something I did as a 20-year-old. I mean, as a 10-year-old or a little kid. This is 22, 23, you know, already trying to find a job, trying to get serious about life, you know. But I'm still spending, spending the money. money. And I can't remember how much they cost, but they had to be anywhere from four, like to six, six four to six dollars yeah. a piece. And I remember spending, you know, what at that time seemed like a lot of money. And I look mm-hmm. back on that, and I'm like, they're all up in a box, up in a closet, doing yeah. nothing. They're just there. But here's the funny part. Would I part with them? Would I get rid of them? If someone offered me money, would I sell them? Or would this little memory, the little story I told, is enough sentimentality to hold on to them? Because I don't have the story like this for 10,000 other things. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the one thing that I look at and I'm like, like you said too, I don't regret it, but it was ridiculously silly. Right. Absolutely (laughs) silly and unnecessary and there's no value added to my life up there with those action figures. They're just with sitting the there. Physical things. But I really think, you know, if you start getting into the psychology of these kind of things, it really, for me at least, I don't know about Johnny, but for me for sure, it was absolutely just this recapturing a youth thing. Because yeah, what yeah. did we want as kids more than anything else Toys. was to get every toy we wanted. Yeah. And just, mm-hmm. you know, the, the American way is we don't just want one Transformer, we want them all, oh, yeah. you know? And so as a little kid, I'm like, well, I only have like five Star Wars action figures from the original ones. Now I'm going to get 30 to prove a point that I can because I've got a credit card, you know? Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's the dangerous part, but no, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of those, of those action figures. I just look back and I'm like, that was really, really silly, <laughs> but I don't have, luckily I don't have anything else that's, that eclipses <laughs> that. So you go, Rick. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind, so I'll stick with that was uh baseball cards. Um, and the reason and it's funny because recently I same thing. I'm going to that getting to that point now where I live in a very small apartment and it's overflowing with stuff. Some of it's junk. Some of it's just not in the right place. And um, every time I see my mom, my mom's kind of doing this cleaning thing too, where she's slowly like pushing stuff on me that she's had in her closet for years. So every time I go to her house, she's like, "Oh, here's a box I found," and I like and it's very her polite, very politely saying, "Take this shit take it out. and get it out of my house." And I'll take it. I'm like, "Cool, what's in there?" And I'll take it home and I'll open it up and I'll find some weird shit I had when I was a kid. And uh, not that long ago, she gave me this box and it's full of baseball cards. And I brought it home, and I was at first I kind of popped it up, and I was like, "Oh, cool, that's neat. I haven't seen this in like 15 years." And then I immediately thought, "Wow, that's that much space I no longer have in my apartment. Because mm. what am I going to do?" So anyway, so looking back, that that's one thing that definitely pops up because as a kid, I didn't like baseball, didn't watch baseball, I sucked at baseball, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and but I bought baseball cards like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or I should say I had my, my parents buy them for me like crazy, my stepmom and my mom specifically. And, and it's funny because I remember going to like a couple of card shows or going to some of the collectible stores and like buying these cards and, and not even getting it, like not even being really being concerned with, you know, the value of them yeah. or who these guys were, <laughs> this is my favorite player, this and that. It was just, it just to have something that a belonged to me. You know, and I'm 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 too lazy to be a completist about anything, but like, 
Me too. Just, just to have something that I could say, yeah, this is something I'm into. And, and again, like going back to what you said about psychology, I can definitely see that because one, it was a way for me to identify with other kids that I knew at school that maybe I didn't have a lot of stuff to relate to. So they were collecting baseball cards, like walk well, like baseball cards, and right. we could have something to talk about or your neighbor. Or, you know, my, my um, uh, older cousin, you know, he was a really big influence on me growing up. And that was one of the things. He collected baseball cards. And so I would collect baseball cards, you know, and he would yeah. give me some of his. And I was, so it was something that, like, let me feel like I had somewhat of an identity for, you know, being eight or nine years old. Like, at that point, you don't have an identity. You're kind of forming yeah. it as you go. And But definitely looking back, now I can, you know... I can look back and go, wow, that was kind of silly, you know, like, but at the same time, I can't knock it because, you know, it was a, like, I, there was a point even where like my, my stepmom got into it with me where she was like, Hey, there's a little show coming up. I'll take you over there. And she would take me and, you know, and cool. spent, I mean, it wasn't my money. Like she was spending yeah. money on me. My, my dad was she found money. a way to bond with you. Yeah, exactly. So I, I can appreciate the full scale of it. But at the same time I look back and I was telling Jeff recently, I was texting them pictures of these cards I found. I was like, what is this? Like, who are these guys? Like, and there <laughs> yeah. was guys I knew because, you know, you just like some guy. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I never watched baseball, but I like Will Clark. He right. played for the, of the, the, the Giants, San Francisco Giants. Like, I love this guy. I don't know why. Right. He just looks cool. I have all the shitload of his cards, you know? And there's guys that I just didn't like. I'm like, that oh, guy yeah. looks like a dick. I want to get rid of his card, you know? Yeah. And that was the extent of my identification with, the, with these cards. But, um, it's funny now because I look at these cards now and I appreciate what they represent to me. Right. But at the same time, I look at them, I'm like, this looks like just a bunch of child molesters, a bunch of guys with handlebar <laughs> mustaches and giant rim glasses. Porn stash, yeah. You know, and that's it. And, would you, it's, and Tommy Lasorda. Would you would you get rid of them? No. And that's, yeah, right. and that's the thing. It's like I couldn't. I, I will not, cannot throw them away. And see, I think you I know? ask myself. I ask myself about things like that, you know, because the, the <laughs> Star Wars action figures isn't the only collectible things I have. I have other collectible stuff in in that genre and other things too. Um, but the thing is, with the, the term vintage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is that society planting that little thing on us where things that are brand new cost a ton of money and things that are old and ratty falling apart cost even more. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're old. It's like yeah. normally when you find something that's old and you throw it away, now it's become a premium, you know, like, you know, in everything. It's like, you know, the the classic cars or the way the sports jerseys used to look and now they look, you know, more ridiculous and you're like, oh, I want to get a, like right now I really want to find a Tim Duncan jersey from the way they used to look because they've, they're, the NBA is bringing this influx of new jerseys and they most of them I don't like the way they look and I'm like if I was a little kid would I think they were super cool because you know there's a camo jersey and there's the sleeve jerseys now and all this stuff where it's just got the spur logo doesn't even have the full team name on it with just the number and I'm like is that we get to this certain generation where we're like you took away what I started with so I don't like change I'm resistant to change but at the same time I'm like but I gotta have one of those old jerseys because not because it's gonna be worth something, but because for me now I'll have that connection to that it. connection, yeah, to like I own one of those jerseys that's no longer in existence anymore. And of course, there's so many better things for me to do with my money, and most of all, I should be saving it because it's probably gonna cost at least double what they cost when they first were available. And yeah. I'm like, why is this on my mind? But there I am, opening up eBay windows <laughs> and you know, looking for a Tim Duncan classic jersey, and and I do this with a ton of stuff. Where every now and then something will remind me about it, you know, like. I also have a Hot Wheels collection of cars that's at my mom's house. 
which um, somewhere she misheard that I didn't okay. want them, and so she had my nephews open them up. Oh, man. Those oh, they were, were unopened? Unopened. Wow. Yeah, so oh. that in and of itself, and see how y'all both react? Imagine me. Yeah. I'm still not over it. In fact, I'm so <laughs> not over it that I've been on eBay looking for lots of, like, you know, a lot, like a yeah, lot yeah. of 100, a lot of 50 yeah. of unopened things, and I'm like, oh, this costs a ton, you know, to, like, get these, and I'm like, but I'll do it just so that I can have them and say they were mine for myself, and just Forget about those versus trying to recollect them from my nephews and be like, hey, let me check out your little car collection. <laughs> Put it in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, God. you know, yeah, stuff like that drives me crazy, you know, and it's like it's an innocent mistake, but it's really more my fault than anything else leaving them over there. But those are the things that eat me up. They keep me up at night, and I'm like, how do I reclaim that? Why is it so important for me to, to have that it. back? Yeah. yeah, how is it so – why is it so important for me to, to reclaim that thing? So – these little obsessions, you know, it could be anything. It could be, you know, arrowheads. It could be Hot Wheels and, you know, baseball cards. I had basketball cards, a ton of them. Not only did I have the basketball cards, I had the basketball magazines because they had covers on them. Oh. And those caught the Beckett magazine oh, that yeah, had yeah, all yeah. the prices of what the yeah. cards were worth. Yeah. Man, that those had their own value to them. That had their own value in this. Yeah. And then, of course, when there were error cards and that was yeah. a big deal to oh, collect those, big. you know, so... You always thought, was that on purpose? Was that on market? You know? However, if you look back, like if you look at those cards that may have been worth something back then, if you look at them now in a current Beckett, they're not worth anything. No, everything has worth, everything the, no the the plateau. Crap. The plateau hit long time ago, yeah. and now everything's back to a nominal level yeah. where those are concerned. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, like stuff. that stuff that you had then, and that was mm-hmm. again, that, uh, you know, for me too, that was always conscious. Where you're like, oh, if you have so and so's rookie card, it's worth five dollars, and you tell yeah. yourself. You know, as if a it's ten dollars like, now, dude. When I'm twenty, it's gonna be worth a thousand dollars. Well, because we got know. tricked into that. Yeah, I mean, there was a time where, like, what the Fantastic Four uh, issue number one was fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and that, and we grew up with that. So you assume every number one at some point would be worth that. Exactly, and then fast forward to the '90s, and oh well, I'm gonna buy every number one that I can from this brand new comic company, Image. I'm gonna buy Spawn number one. I'm gonna buy yeah. this number one, and they're worth nothing. They're worth five bucks now. If yeah. that, some of them aren't even worth the cover price. Yeah, because there was a flood. Because they flooded the market. With but but one. that's you know, and I, I'll I, maybe I can. I'm being derogatory by saying nerds because there are the nerd like the nerds ruin that though. It's like you you they saturated the market with things that had value. Putting mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like 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 in in Inventing you know futures. Value. You know, like investment futures. It's like someone yeah. going, what they do now. Like I said, the only thing that's worth shit is error cards, mm-hmm. misprints. And variants, which is yeah. like a stupid thing, right? Because what do they do? It's like you buy a new comic, you go, oh, here's number one of you know Adventures of Mike, and then you go, oh, well, there's six covers, and you gotta have them all. Yeah. Bear- and only one of them's actually worth exactly. money. The rest of them are worth nothing. And because, the one that came with a certificate isn't worth dick. You know, and that's <laughs> the thing. And, and but it's like that's not. And yes, that was created in response to a demographic. People mm-hmm. they knew there's collectors. They know that people rapidly collect right. this shit and pay money for this stuff. so like wow instead of having one comic that's worth five thousand mm-hmm. dollars you could have 20 comics that are worth two thousand dollars each yeah you know or whatever the number is and it they drove matter. away the scarcity which is what made the yeah. the old golden age comic issue number one so important was because of that scarcity because of like mike mike said family that oh well it's been in the attic i'm gonna throw it away and then you find out later that they just threw away like six million dollars worth of stuff. But I, so, I, I also think, went to but I, I also think there's this unspoken culture of cool where some somewhere along the line it got to be determined that 
those just weren't cool anymore because I still think scarcity or flooded. Well, obviously if anything's saturated, it's not going to have value, but there's certain things that uh, you can still get your hands on a ton of classic things and you go on eBay and they're a crap load. One of them I found out was like Nintendo and super Nintendo cartridges. If you're trying to find certain cartridges of certain games, they are ridiculous in, in prices. Like I'm trying to find my, I, I can't find it in the house. I cannot find my um, Super Contra Alien World Wars for Super Nintendo, <laughs> which is a super fun game to play with only as two players. You cannot play one player. <laughs> the game is impossible. It's, in, it's way too hard. You have to have a running partner, and you have to set it to the mode where you can't shoot each other because why would that even <laughs> be? Yeah. yeah, and I can't find the cartridge. So I've been going on eBay trying to find it, and it's like anywhere from 35 to $60. And then there's this whole other world where there's like, unopened with an 85 rating i'm like what does an 85 rating mean and it's like 700 dollars. and so yeah there's there's apparently some like system of rating video games where they're unopened but they can rate one opened game from another unopened game and give it a number so like one's a 92 and it's twelve hundred dollars one's at 85 and it's seven hundred dollars the condition of the box itself Ex- it's exactly what it's being rated on i was learning about this just yeah. reading people's ebay and descriptions that's, that's a throwback that's to the crazy comics. well that's a throwback to the, to the comics because there was a there's a rating scale for comics as well it's like uh poor fair good uh better mint near mint and or near mint and then mint and then super mint or whatever and yeah it was the same idea it was it was well. Is it dog-eared? Is there dents where the staples went in? Is there, is there anything that would deteriorate from the look of it? And yeah, there's this whole way that they scale it. And you could have, like we were talking about earlier, you could have a a mint copy of Fantastic Four issue number one that's worth some exorbitant amount, and then the next person has the same thing and it's near mint, technically, but there's a dog-eared page and it's like a tenth of what that is worth. So that throwback to that way of grading things has gotten into everything. But and everything. That's, that's, you know, I guess that's, you know, wow. that filters into everything because soon as... You want the best. Well, it's not just that, but soon as money becomes, or you, you know, money gets into the equation, it ruins all of that because that's mm-hmm. what that is. Because it's like, now it's like, you know, someone buys, oh, I'm going to buy two comics. One's for me to read and one's for me to put away. You know, and that kind of thing is like yeah. like the grading thing. It's like the stupidest yeah. thing is like, to, you gotta get it graded. You gotta send it off and pay mm-hmm. money more than the shit's worth. And cross your fingers out. that it won't get screwed <laughs> right. up in the mail. And then hopefully, like, <laughs> and then they encase it in some shit that you can never open again. Yeah. And it's like, you're, and then you have to, like I said, you have to hope it's worth something. Otherwise, you just spent 40 bucks on nothing. Yeah. Because even if it is diamond graded, blah, 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 whatever it is, it's like, Oh, it's still a shitty comic. It's, yeah. it's still the Savage Dragon with stupid looking feet. You know, like would, it doesn't fucking matter. Would, would my would my coolness or my value to you guys as friends or my esteem in not even society? Let's just say you guys that my friends and, and some of the guys would it improve if we're sitting here and on the wall I had a Picasso and I tell you guys it's authentic and I show you like the no. certificate of authenticity. I'm like, I'd it doesn't. I, let's say I don't talk about how much I paid for it, but it's up there on the wall. And I'm like, you know, look at my Picasso painting. It's it's up to that is a real one. It was actually, and I got it from whatever. And we won't talk about money because that's a sensitive subject. You don't talk about that always, you know, with certain right, things yeah. like how much do all of us make per year? We, but it's up there. And now do you guys drive home and you're like, wow, 
Mike owns a Picasso. Like that's yeah. amazing. He is beyond, he is on another level. He's this guy's big time. He's operating on this whole other level. Or did I just become the collector version of the Jim Meathead or the stockbroker Wall Street type from Boiler Room or whatever? Hmm. Did I just put myself in another category? I'd say a little bit of both for me, right? Because as an art fan and as a as a a, a fan of his work, I would be impressed. And then from the regular guy kind of aspect, I'd be like. Okay, Mike's got a small dick. Whatever. You just you just <laughs> reminded me of uh, Anthony Michael Hall in Breakfast Club, where where uh, Judd Nelson's tearing the books or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Like, Moly. Mo yeah, and then and then Anthony mind. and then Anthony Michael Hall's like, I love his work. <laughs> <laughs> he throws it at Mario. You're he an art fan. I did I I did oh, not yeah. know that. I That's was awesome. Art I, That's I, awesome. Yeah. Who's Picasso? Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Wow. Cut his ear off. I'm just kidding. I, I don't know art either. I, I'm an admirer, but I couldn't tell you what makes one good or another. That, that is, I'm absolutely awful at it. I can't paint. I cannot draw. I have no skill for that, except for a basketball court. I can draw an incredibly scale, beautiful <laughs> court. court. And my biggest complaint to this day where basketball is concerned is no video game on this face of this earth yet <laughs> has ever created a net that swishes properly. With all this high-powered <laughs> graphics, PS4, PS3, nobody has ever gotten the swish, the yeah. mechanic, or the sound fully properly now, done. the question. Did they care to, and they just missed it, or... Do you think that they just never cared to? Does it matter? It hasn't been done. Yeah. It, and it could be. It should be. I mean, because if I notice it, you know, somebody, somebody else, else does. Yeah. You know, but again, the pursuit of perfection in any art should be, you know, that exact thing. But anyway, that's irrelevant. I'm getting off my own my own thing. I was just saying, and I don't know why I mentioned Picasso that I'm just looking at the walls, but what? that that's the whole, that like I said, that, that culture of cool thing, you know, it's sort of like what... Like, I would never do something like that. That's not important to me. Yeah. But would I do it with something else that is important to me and mm. spend some nonsensical amount of money to have? I mean, because like I said, I love basketball. I love movies. Well, maybe you think the Picasso thing is ridiculous. But what if, you know, you had the, the chance to own, you know, uh, an authentic Blake book with his signature, you know, or, or a first right. draft or something right. like that. Mm. And it's there sitting in the store and you have a chance to put your hands on it and yeah. maybe it's not something crazy but it's like $250 or you already own the book you already have it in yeah. your house what are you going to do with that collectible but you're like oh like and he signed it and it's like a first draft and yeah. it's it's real you know and there's only 10 in the world you yeah. know now you, because it matches your your yeah. preferences now it's okay now it's cool yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing I, it's, it's, it's tough because it seems like and I'm sure it's always been this way, but because we're adults now, it feels like we live in in a culture now where we have to place that value on everything. Where now, it, even to the degree that, like, you know, even if it's a, an intangible value, you know, Instagram or Facebook, we post a meal because we think that picture has value. Maybe not the art, maybe not the 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 framing of the picture, but we think look at this meal, like mm -hmm. it's beautiful, or look how horrible it is, or look how good it looks. And we place value on it by capturing that moment right. and displaying it for the world. And we're, we're putting value on things because we live in an age where that's how things are measured. Celebrity is measured not by your your talent necessarily, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But by your saturation, your exposure, how many right. people know your name. If my grandma knows who Julia Roberts is, that makes her more of a talent than, you know, 
Martin Scorsese or right. whatever, who, whoever it is that you, you, you put those values on. And mm-hmm. I think that's 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 part, kind of where we get mixed up into that because we live in that time where things yeah. have to have value and, and, and it's hard for us to disassociate from that and just say, you know what, this is just cool. And, and to your yeah. point, you know, and, and sometimes we do, you know, whether we like it or not, we find ourselves defending our tastes or defending the value we put on things. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. Right. But it still creates that stress that humans seem to feel nowadays where our stress isn't just paying the bills or eating food or, you know, staying alive. Now our stresses are, is my life have value? Do my possessions have value? Right. Do, you know, what am I, if I die tomorrow and someone goes through my house, what is, what does my stuff say about me? You know, yeah. and not to get all fight clubby about it, but that's the, that's, but that's part of it, you know? And it's not even on, for people like us who don't consider ourselves superficial people, like, you know, oh, Mario, you drive this, or Mike, you drive this, or I drive, it's not, we're not those type of people. Right. But on the same token, we're the type of people that, you know, if you buy a sticker, what, where you put that sticker and what that sticker has on it says something about you right. personally. And that's the type of people we are, right? To some degree. Or where, you know, what book you have on your shelf. Like part of mm-hmm. it is you're, you know, these are things that matter to you and they're accessible to you. But part of it is this is a representation of who you are. It's a, Whether it's subconscious or not, you know. And, and that's the question again, getting back to, because we're talking about, you know, the the whole it's a whatever thing it could be a guy thing it could be a girl thing or a sporty thing or whatever it doesn't matter but you know are there some books that i own that aren't on my shelves because i don't want mm-hmm. people to see them when they walk in when yeah. i'm showing my house off oh you yeah know, everybody's at, got those books at, yeah. ask you, you know, and ask yourself you're talking about instagram stuff like that how often do you delete pictures off your phone it's like we've become this world where every picture I take, I have to hold on to it. I have to mm, keep it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what, you know. Well, I'll take it off my phone and sync it to my computer and I'll have it on there, but I'm not going to just delete it. Even if it was like, unless it's blurry yeah. or black, I'm yeah. not going to delete it. It doesn't yeah. matter what it was. I'll take 6,000 shots of the same thing yeah. and I'll look at them and they, some of them look identical, but I'm going to hold on to all of them because I can't bear to part with them. And it reminds me of that whole thing in, you know, um, I don't know which Sons of the Lambs it was, but it's like, you know, I think it was Red Dragon. I think that's the one it's in where he's like got the the stuff from the tooth fairy in the toilet paper. He wrote him the admiration on a on a toilet paper. He wrote him an admiration letter to Lecter, and they find it in his yeah, cell. I think it was right and there. they're like, they're like, why didn't he throw away? Why didn't he throw away the middle part? And Ed Norton's like, because it was full of compliments. He couldn't bear to part with it. Like <laughs> even a guy that brilliant, that you still know, needs. obviously sociopathic, still yeah. needs self validation. You know yeah. and. That's amazing just to look at that because, like, you know, my phone, it's got a larger size memory than the previous one had, and I've got, like, 3,000 pictures on there. But I've only posted to social media with my actual stuff that I have a handful of times, you know, and I find myself pulling away from that stuff more and more. Like, every couple of days, I find myself pulling away because of what I see on there. Mm. Like, the stuff I see makes me... with, With some exceptions, you know, like the stuff you do, you know, or some, like, stuff Jeff does... I, you know, again, why do I think those are okay? It's not just because you're my friend, because you could easily upset me if you were like, you know, again, to use an example, like if you were doing nothing but posting your pictures of your lattes, you know, every day, like, 
you know, or, you yeah. know, look at my yeah. enchilada dinner at Chewy's. It's amazing, yeah. you know, yeah. or, or selfies, you know, like, and then yeah. hashtagging 50,000 different phrases where hashtags aren't even usable on Instagram. You know, yeah. the whole concept yeah. of a hashtag is to meta search for yeah. similarities and only Twitter can currently. Well, oh, Instagram does it now. It, it does, does it really? It now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's in and my face. So does Facebook now too. But, but that's. But people are making their own up to yeah. prove a point. They're not oh, even yeah. using. That's yeah. what I meant. Like they're oh, not yeah, using yeah, yeah. real hashtags that well, they yeah, know are going to be. Look a, up that hashtag. And they're the only thing that pops up. Right. Yeah. Right. It's thing. it's yeah. just to make a pro, a point now because now the hashtags are like cute phrases. You yeah. know, like hashtag loving myself at home. Don't yeah. need nobody. You know, yeah. or yeah. single and loving it with my KFC bucket. You know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, again, you know, we're just trying to make sure people know we're out there. We're trying to make sure we're heard. Or valued, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see how this podcast does then. <laughs> yeah, right? This is see, all about us. This is our monolith. Don't well, call and, in. And technically we don't is, take like, calls. I don't, well, and, and that's something that we can definitely do later. But that's the thing is that, like, I see this as just us getting together. Like, to me, this was really – I love podcasting, but I really wanted this to be an excuse to get to hang out with you guys more often because we don't, we don't get to hang out as much as we'd like to. And so I thought, hey, well, this will be a good way to do that. And then every once in a while, we'll bring in a fourth person. It'll be one of our friends that we don't get to see very often. Mm-hmm. And it'll be an excuse to hang out with them, too. So what he's saying is that these microphones aren't plugged into anything. He just, he no, just suckered us in here. So, off yeah. the table. On. Yeah, the, the <laughs> website's <laughs> fake. Um, we're never going to be on iTunes. Uh, yeah. This is all just for my personal collection. <laughs> So and none of it will. He's get collecting deleted. us. I'm collecting you. <laughs> it's his new obsession. I'm collecting I'm my collecting friends' voices. Eventually, I'm friend napping. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we're sitting at 11:57 p.m. right now, and I think you're probably the first person that needs to wake up. Right? Or, I'm, I'm actually fine. I was joking around. Oh, okay. yes. I, I could go on forever, baby. Just like the That's guy in Home Alone. Said. Oh, okay. But it's probably a good breaking point so uh that's the end of our first episode this is really just an introductory episode it's rather long uh i think we're i don't know whatever like i'm sitting at a almost two hour recording straight what? but but the first part of it is going to be like special collector's <laughs> edition footage first <laughs> and last episode <laughs> Don't the worry, entire this season is up. this one episode broken up into 42 parts. Five, five minute sections. Little bits. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. So with that being said, this concludes our first episode. Um, stay tuned for more episodes from us on various topics, various lengths of topics, and us just talking off the top of our heads and spouting off nonsense and Hopefully some of that nonsense appeals to everybody, or if not, then, you know, let us know if it doesn't appeal to you, and we'll delete you from our Facebooks and <laughs> Instagrams and Twitter. We'll give you back. Mario will personally write you a check for the time that you lost, so whatever your time is worth. <laughs> I was going to say in pesos. But he also does car detailing. Yes, I, I will uh, detail your car personally. Detailing. He will personally engrave your name on the side of your car. <laughs> Or our website, which is www.itsaguythingpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. We don't have any affiliate links or any sort of advertising set up for the It's a Guy Thing podcast just yet. However, as members of the 210 Podcast Network, we'll just play their advertisements. You can visit us on our home on the web at www.itsaguythingpodcast.com, on Instagram and Facebook at It's a Guy Thing Podcast, and Twitter, It's a Guy Thing Pod. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and we'll be coming soon to many other podcatchers. 
Thanks for listening.